Meet Zoots. Welcome. I'm Melissa. And I'm Benjamin. Mm, my God. Meet Zoots. Welcome. Again. I'm Melissa. And I'm Benjamin. We're the nerds behind Truly Madly Creepy. So sorry for being so late. Life sucks. Make a podcast, then you die. <laughs> you, you okay? Today we've got the ugly story of Ronald Gene Simmons and the Christmas massacre that he committed. Oh, good. I don't know if that's one you've ever heard of, but it's not one I knew of before. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of it. I don't think. Also, I'm very late on Christmas. <laughs> It's a little bit, but no I mean, longer Christmas. The thought was there. Also, sometimes I don't know a case until we get into said case. Like I don't. Oh, and then the you're like, oh yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I've never heard of this one. Right. So. I guess this will be a fun experience. Yeah, and I read like comments and stuff of people are like, oh, I'm glad somebody's talking about this, like in articles and stuff. So. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, alrighty. Ronald was born July 15th, 1940, in Chicago. His parents were Loretta and William Simmons. William died of a stroke January 31st, 1943, but Loretta moved on real quick and was remarried within a year. Wow. She married William Griffin. All right. She she moves fast. And she likes the name William. Yeah, I didn't even notice that part. (laughs) (laughs) She has a type. So William was in the U.S. Army Corps' In 1946, the military moved the family to Arkansas. They would get moved around Arkansas several times in the next 10 years. September 15, 1957, Ronald dropped out of school and enlisted in the Navy. He was first stationed in Washington where he'd meet his wife, Becky. The two got married July 9, 1960 in New Mexico. In 1963, Ronald left the Navy and a couple years later joined the Air Force. He got multiple awards and actually retired from the military November 30th, 1979 as a Master Sergeant. (laughs) It's like spelt Sergeant, but it said Sergeant, so I started (laughs) to read Sergeant. (laughs) Embarrassing. (laughs) Anyways, Becky and Ronald were married for almost 18 years, and during that time they had seven children. All right. Wow. The children are Jean, Loretta, Eddie, Marianne, Becky, Billy, and Sheila. At some point, Ronald had also developed a drinking problem, and it was said that he never didn't have a beer in his hand. Alright, that's healthy. Double negative there is great. He never didn't. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) There's no better way to say it. I'm only trying to think of like how he always had a beer in his hand. Yep, that would have worked sufficiently better. It would have, but you know, double negatives can be fun. <laughs> Alright, anyways. So they lived in New Mexico until 1981 when the New Mexico DHS was investigating Ronald for fathering a child with his daughter whose name was Sylvia. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, that's gross. Yeah. Sheila, who was 17 at the time... Had told a school counselor. Even grosser? All right. Yep. Um, 
Actually, I believe that it happened when she was 15, but it wasn't found out until Sheila was 17. Well, this just keeps on getting worse. <laughs> I, yep. I don't know about this, man. So, Becky did obviously know that this had happened as well, and Ronald forced her to stay with him. He obviously had been incestually, sexually abusing his own daughter. He was charged with three counts of incest at the time, but instead of dealing with the consequences of his disgusting actions, he moves his family to Arkansas and is on the run, essentially. Um, first... Problems. That's, that's the best move. Yeah. Just leave. It's fine. Also, how did they not, like, go get him? Yeah, like... The 80s wasn't that long ago. No. They just never catch up with him. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I still... I didn't see anything about using a different alias or anything, so... Interesting. They just didn't bother? It's weird. It's really strange. So, first they moved to Ward, Arkansas, then two years later to Dover, Arkansas. In Ward, the incest relationship between Ronald and Sheila continued, and she actually got pregnant again. But this time, Ronald brought Sheila in to have a secret abortion. And I heard that he was very pro-life. Oh. Except, you know, when he knocked up his own daughter. Yeah. Pro-life when it suits you. Yeah. Um, so, the place in Dover was weird. The home was actually two mo- mobile homes put together to form one big home on 13 acres. They didn't have a phone at all or indoor plumbing. There was a huge privacy fence that was 10 feet tall in some places. And the homestead was named Mockingbird Hill. Cute. I don't know why he named it. Why do you, Why do people name anything? I, I don't, don't know. know. Like... Maybe he was trying to, because, like, wealthy people name their... Oh, yeah, I suppose. Like, their estates and stuff. come off as wealthy or feel wealthy or something. Yeah, I guess. Um, So, Sheila does meet a man that she loves named Dennis and plans on marrying him. When they go get married, Sheila moved out and takes their child, Sylvia, with her. This is not what Ronald wanted. He actually kept his younger children and his wife in the house. They weren't allowed allowed to go anywhere, not even church. Becky was only allowed to leave to do... Wow. Becky was only allowed to leave to do laundry. She was clearly being abused by Ronald, though it was never reported, but she had bruises on her face and arms regularly. Supposedly, Ronald didn't ever hit the kids except when they tried to stop him from hitting uh, their mom. Okay. He sounds like a real shit Peach. Egg. Yeah. <laughs> Your description's much more accurate. <laughs> um, so the kids were forced to do god-awful chores around the home. Ronald worked them so hard, and it was this way when they got home from school all the way to dark. One of the chores was to dig a big hole in the land. I don't know what the hole was intended for exactly, but it became a cesspool, and Definitely had some sewage and other nastiness in there. Ooh. Yeah, and I don't even know exactly where on the property it was, but it was definitely on their property. And the kids built it. Or oh. dug it. Whatever. So Ronald worked a couple low-end jobs. Accounts receivable at a Woodline Motor Freight Company, but had to leave due to reports of sexual harassment. He had tried to advance on a co-worker inappropriately, and she turned him down. Surprising. Um, then he worked at a Sinclair Mini Mart, but quit that December 18th of 1987. 
His co-workers called him weird and said that he was very reserved and wanted to stay secluded. So now we're at the end of December in 1987, and this is when Ronald snapped. Seems like it was a long time coming to us, able to look back on it, but for those involved, they had no idea what their dad was capable of. So on December 22nd, Ronald goes to Walmart, buys a gun. He comes home, and um, his son Gene and his wife Becky are there, and they're staying with him at the time. Okay. Um, so he comes home, and he shoots his son Gene, and then his wife Becky, and then bludgeons. Blood, how do you say that? Bludgeons? Yep, them. Thanks. You're welcome. And um, then he goes to find a three-year-old Barbara who I believe is Jean's daughter. There's some things that say Barbara is Ronald's daughter and some that said she was Jean's daughter, but I definitely think she was Jean. She was only three years old. Jean, or Ronald's pretty old by now. So, yeah, I don't know where they got that it was Ronald's daughter, but anyways, that's out there. So he uh, strangled Barbara and wrapped her in a plastic bag. A three-year-old? Yep. Okay. He leaves their bodies for the time being and grabs a beer and sits down. Which, what the fuck? You just killed three people, one of them a three-year-old. Also, another what the fuck, I don't think it's cool you can just go to Walmart to go get a gun. Yeah, like that doesn't, I don't know. I don't know, can Walmart like check if you're able to buy a gun? Well, I assume, like they have to, but. You can't buy it without a license or whatever, I don't know anything about guns, but. Yeah, I don't know either, but I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, I I think that's strange too. And I was reading comments because like people talk about that. They're like, "Well, that's not a thing anymore." But like, you literally, you can go to the Walmart where I live and buy a gun. Yeah, they're it's there. there. Oh, uh, it seems like getting a gun is so accessible. And if that doesn't scream America, I don't know what does. Truth. <laughs> I love saying that <laughs> when something weird happens, America. <laughs> Um, so after a beer, Ronald brings the bodies to the cesspit hole to hell I had mentioned earlier and then waits for his younger children to get home from school. Okay, so he just like throws them in that hole? Is that what he does? Yep. All yep. right. Um, so he goes to pick up his kids from the bus stop and on the way back to the house, he tells them he's got a present for each of them, oh, but they can only have them one at a time. So they get home and the kids all go to their rooms and he calls them out one by one. Versus Loretta his 17-year-old daughter. He strangles her, then holds her underwater in a rain barrel. The next three children, Eddie, who is 14-year-old, who is 14 years old, 11-year-old Marianne, and then 8-year-old Becky. They were all murdered the same way as Loretta. Then he waits four days. His older children had planned to come to the house for Christmas on the 26th of December. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. The first to come home was Ronald's son, Billy. He was 22. He came with his wife, Renetta, who was 20, and their son, Trey, who was only 20 months old. Ronald shot and killed Billy and Renetta right in the front of Trey, and then drowned Trey. Uh, Next to come to the house was Sheila, who was 24, her husband, Dennis, 33, and Sheila's daughter, Sylvia, 6. And then Sheila and Dennis had their own child which feels really weird to say anyways um he was michael he was only 21 months at the time as sheila and dennis entered the house ronald shot them then strangled sylvia and then michael what the fuck is wrong with this guy like first of all he had 
how many days to like realize that he did something like that he, that he done fucked up yeah he had how many days to do that and then he still continued on with it but who the fuck kills their entire family yep. including like babies and shit like, yep ugh. Disgusting. Yeah, so the first murders were on the 22nd, and those they all went to the cess, cesspool hole. And then it was on the 26th that he killed the rest of his children. And then um, he laid all their bodies neatly in the living room with coats over almost all of them. Sheila was covered with one of Becky's best tablecloths. The two grandsons were wrapped in plastic sheets. Those two were put in an abandoned car, Ronald poured kerosene over the bodies and then he was asked why he did that he said he thought it would stop the neighbors and any animals from smelling the decomposing bodies and i couldn't determine if the abandoned car was on the property because he did have a bunch of abandoned cars on the property and but also it was said that it was like down the road so i don't know but he's also on 13 acres so down the road could like be on his property too i don't know so that's interesting that is also, why like is the cesspool hole not deep enough for all of them? Is that what's happening? I don't know. I don't know because he left the um older children in the house. So I don't understand him. That night, Ronald went to a local bar and had some beers. Came home and watched TV, and drank more beer. As if there's not a bunch of dead bodies in the house with him. Yeah, probably right in the same room. Lays literal dead fucking children. And that's what he did until the 28th. So two days. Right. It was like that. Uh, the 28th, Ronald goes to Russellville, which is where his previous jobs had been. He first went to a law firm where Kathy Kendrick worked. Kendrick was the woman Ronald harassed at the freight job who had turned him down. Okay. She was a receptionist at the law firm. Uh, he went in, shot and killed her. Oh my god. She was only 24. A co-worker of Kathy's at the law firm said that she thinks Kathy was shot six times. Other co-workers had hid behind file cabinets and things. Police were called, but by the time they got there, Ronald was gone. He wasn't there to shoot up the building and everyone in it. He had one target and then he left. So then went he went to the Taylor Oil Company where the owner, Rusty Taylor, was. And I read one place that he also owned the Sinclair Mini Mart. Okay. where Ronald had worked but not everybody mentioned that and I feel like that's worth mentioning so it makes sense he Ronald shot him but in the chest and he survived uh, Jim Chafin who was also there did not survive a new employee Julie Money was there and it was literally her first day she happened to be walking from the bathroom when she saw Ronald with a gun He held the gun to her forehead, and she managed to duck at the perfect moment, and the bullet grazed the top of her head, and she survived. Wow. It, like, brushed through her hair. Like, you can see an interview of her talking about it. He then went to Sinclair Mini Mart, where he shot and wounded two more people, and thankfully, they survived. I actually saw once that he did kill the cashier there, but I only saw that once, and everything else suggests that the employee survived. So, I even looked on the prosecutor website that listed all of his murder victims, and the cashier wasn't listed. Okay, so I assume then... The cashier was was fine. I just... I don't want to give wrong information, but since this isn't, like, a giant case, there's very little, like, actually, like, into it. Like, research and stuff, so... Yeah. I do my best. 
Next, Ronald went to Woodline Motors Freight that he had previously worked at, shooting and injuring his previous supervisor. He then sat down with one of the secretaries, put a gun to her head, saying he was not going to hurt her, and just chatted with her, waiting for the police. Um, yeah, so she must have been scared out of her damn mind. Yeah. Uh, I would be terrified. How do you just chat with somebody who yeah, has I mean, a gun to your head? I guess it's a flight or fight kind of thing. And you can't... Yeah. I mean, you can't flight or fight there, but... <laughs> Usually it's a... Uh, fright? No. Fight or flight? But you said flight or fight? And I oh. was like, that's... It's not fright. <laughs> I turned no, flight, it... Flight or fight. Fight or flight. I think I just said it backwards. Yeah, no, you did. But somehow I heard fright and I oh. was like, that's wrong but it's just because it was said backwards i understand <laughs> like why is this guy i don't does do we ever find out why what caused him to do this like, well it's said that um they think it's because sheila got married and moved out and like started her own life and had a child and okay so that's a reason to go on a murderous rampage like kill your whole your whole family and then continue over the course of several, like, a week. Yeah. And then go to your old jobs and just kill everyone who ever quote-unquote wronged you. I don't, I don't know. This, this guy's fucked up. Yeah, I don't. And he was a good, like, serviceman back in the day. Like, he yeah. got awards and shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I don't know what happened. It's kind of like he just snapped, but, like, I don't see any particularly huge reason for him to snap. No, but there's not, like, nothing about his childhood exists, really, nothing, so I don't know what, and, like, his whole family's dead, so, yeah. so, like, you know, so, in total, Ronald killed 14 members of his family, two others during his spree in town, and then injuring more. As the murders did happen in two counties, there were two trials, but in both he was sentenced to the death penalty. On May 31st, 1990, the governor of Arkansas, who at the time was Bill Clinton, signed Ronald's execution warrant, and on June 25th, 1990, he was executed. Like, okay, so this, I have a question about this. So, does it happen, because people sit on death row forever. Yes. But that was like... It's one of the, like the fastest executed um, executions okay. ever. The fastest executed executions. Got it. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I used the proper word. It was just <laughs> there's other ones. <laughs> I need a th- thesaurus at all times. <laughs> um. Oh, I am bleeding. Oh, Chandler okay. jumped off of me yeah, and yeah. cut me. Now you're gonna die of allergy. Allergies as well. I took allergy medicine last night and this morning, so I best not. Hopefully not. Anyways, um, as unnecessary, some people think the death penalty is. I think a case like this is an exception and we can be grateful that he's gone for good. And it's what he actually wanted. He refused to appeal the death penalty and even said, To those who oppose the death penalty, in my particular case, anything short of death would be cruel and unusual punishment. Cruel and unusual punishment for him, though. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, the death penalty, yeah, this would be a case where I think it would be 
good, but at the same time, he should still have to suffer. I don't know. It's yeah, no, he should. But it's best that he's gone because you, if you think about it, like, how many people get out in, like... That's true. 40 years. And, like, I don't think he would have. He killed, he killed 16 people, people. so... Have, yeah, he would have had multiple life sentences, I'm sure. Yeah, he, so he would have never... But I guess um he was, like, kept in, like, seclusion or whatever all the time because... Other inmates were threatening him because... Because of kids. No, because oh. um, he wouldn't appeal his death sentence. And they were saying that makes it harder for them to appeal their death sentences. Oh. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't... But they do, because they're living it, so... Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Yeah. So apparently... People did not like that he refused to appeal it. So yeah, that's the horrific case of Richard Simmons. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, that was real fucked up. I, I, I don't like that that case. No, it made me really sad to do it actually, especially the babies. Yeah, like, did you see like pictures and stuff of them? Cause like, uh huh. Yeah, cause yeah. that makes it more real. Yeah. I don't know. Like just listening to it. I mean, it's real enough, but like. I don't know, actually seeing the people and stuff, it's like, whoa. Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, his daughter, Sheila, had gone through so much already. Yeah, like, he raped her. Uh-huh. Countless times. Got her pregnant twice, made her abort one of them. Like, oh, he was a disgusting person for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, that is that. Is that. All right, so. Oh. Um. Yeah, that is my line. Sorry, I uh, cannot see colors, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> if you could be so kind and follow us on our socials. Our Instagram is trulymadlycreepy.pod. The Facebook page is trulymadlycreepy, colon, a true crime podcast. You could always email us at trulymadlycreepy.pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I hope I told the story of this case as justly as I could. It's hard and uncomfortable to put the murder put the murder in the spotlight, but in the in this case it had to be done that way because there were so many victims and so little is known about them because their whole family was killed with them. So unfortunately there weren't many people to tell their stories. Because usually we try to like, you know, talk about the victim more yeah, than put the victims first. Yeah, but this you you couldn't there you didn't know anything about them except Sheila. Yeah. Yeah, there's so. not enough information. There's, then what else can you do? But the story still has to be told. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that you uh, that you told me this story. It's it's good to know. Anyways, I'm glad it's over. Me too. Um, and that's that's all for now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't plan that. <laughs> uh, you should have stuttered. That would have. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Um, anyways, bye, bye bitches. bitches.